The truth is, leaders often feel the pressure to respond to every question that is thrown at them. But this could be disastrous when they are not prepared for such questions. Being a leader does not mean you have you must have an answer to every question. It's okay to throw the floor open and let others share their opinion. It's also okay to tell your audience that you will get back to them on that because you want to be responsible for your words. It's harder to come back and retract some of the things that you have said. In the scriptures, we have this example. Many times Jesus kept quiet, not because he didn't know what to say, but because he did not want to pass on the wrong impression. He didn't want to be mistaken. And I often guide, I often guide myself by this because what you say is much more important than who you are in the society or your role as a leader. listeners and friends of Living the Life podcast. I am here again to deliver on a very beautiful and inspiring topic that I hope will be interesting to you and will be very helpful to you today. By the way, we are welcome to the new month, the month of June 2021. I am grateful and I'm excited and thankful to the Almighty God for giving me this opportunity and the grace to be alive again. Thank God for life. Thank God for his mercies. I hope you are too. I thank God on your behalf also that you are still here. So this month again, we have to do something great with that privilege. I hope you will do. I hope you will join me. And then I look forward to having a jumping month. I see this month as a month where we are going to jump out, jump in, jump over, and do any kind of jump that is going to lead to growth and increase innovation and creativity for every one of us. This is where I've challenged myself this month. This is what I've challenged myself to do, and I challenge you also to do the same. We cannot afford to exist without a purpose. We cannot afford to live our lives like there is no life after. We cannot afford to live our lives wasted, unfulfilled, and not doing something great in the midst of all that needs to be done in this world. So, I pray that we all find purpose if you are yet to find it. I pray that we do something great and something um, remarkable, something noteworthy, something worthy of record in history. With the month of June. That being said, the title of my discussion today is what I tag Who Said What? Who Said What? Going back to my elementary school and learning about complete sentence, I believe this is a complete sentence. It has a subject, it has a verb, and it's a complete thought. Who, what, said, Someone said something. There are countless uh, number of quotes that we have today that we make reference to. Quotes are a group of words that have been extracted from someone's speech. 
many of the beautiful and motivational quotes that we have today were spoken centuries ago, many years ago, by great minds, people that history cannot even forget, some by philosophers, great leaders, heroes, presidents, and even commoners. Some quotes are so cast in stone that we don't even know who said them, but what they said stood out and lasted even much more than the people that said them. And those are the kind of quotes that we tag anonymous just because what was said was even much more important than who said them. So I'll be diving into the discussion and I welcome you to join me, take a seat somewhere and listen with your whole heart. And don't forget to leave me a message once you are so blessed and so inspired by this topic. Quotes, like I said, and who said them, is not even as important as what is said. For those quotes that we have names attached to them, they are specific to someone, they have a unique identity, they are spoken by a leading voice, they are so significant, they are outstanding, they are loud, and we cannot just ignore those words. And history has noted them for those of us that are here now, you know, and those that will come after us to continue to make reference to them. And what they said was definitely found to be true, to be truthful, to be a fact, and to be convincing, compelling enough that it has become unforgettable. It struck a chord, a lifetime chord in the hearers and those that were present, or even those of us that were not even present then. It still strikes a chord in us. So, who and what are very, very important to our discussion today? Who said what? So, something from this topic you will see that I'm trying to uh, refer to who that means someone and what something. And then the said in it is some, someone said something. And so we are going to make that quote. What was said is going to be our quote today. Okay? The truth that is said or maybe whether it was true, whether it was not true. There are also sometimes that people say things and they remember it. Because what is said is probably false or we found it to be untrue but still people still remember them okay and i know that there is this proverb that says that a good king will be remembered for his goodness and a bad one also will be remembered for what he did that was not right so whether good or bad people always remember and that is to tell us that before we speak we should always think and to those people out there that are still 
and angry responders you respond angrily to situations i want to challenge you to you know take a growth in this area of your life yes you can be mad people can get you angry but you don't necessarily have to respond especially when you're angry it's not always wise to respond to situations in anger because words are so powerful the things you say are so powerful that you know like i said they could hurt forever and they could always be remembered and you would always be quoted for it so you don't want to leave a negative quote here in the minds of people decades of centuries even after you have gone it's good to control one's emotion especially anger you know learn to walk away there's also what i call the leader's syndrome for many leaders because these have been in that position where leaders are kind of tempted to always respond you know to situations or to questions i call it a leader syndrome i see it and it's something that i am actively you know training myself not to do you don't always need to have an answer to everything at the moment you don't want to say something that you don't mean so when questions or thing, you know, when you, you are thrown a question that you are not prepared for, then it, it is wise to take a break or to let others go before you as a leader to gather your thoughts or to come back with a response if you don't have a right response, especially when you are not prepared. Silence is wisdom and it's going to be very, very useful. So you don't make mistake we'll take an example you know from the bible about this uh, leader syndrome we have we, we had cases in the in the scriptures where jesus just kept silent not because he didn't even know what to say but because he didn't want to be quoted wrongly okay so we can take a clue from this as leaders or as people individuals so we don't so we are not remembered for what is said wrongly in matthew chapter 16 um, verse 13 to 17 we have uh, an account of you know what happened between Jesus and his disciples while they were discussing. Okay, so Jesus asked his disciples a question and they had a response. And now, another thing that I want us to know, which is not part of our topic today, but we would also be talking about it, is they who is most, it's gonna, it's more specific, but when we say they then it's no longer talking about one person. It's talking about more than one person, okay? So when I ask, if I ask you who, you could either tell me they or he or she, okay? So when you tell me he or she, it's much more specific and we can link it to a name. But sometimes when you tell me they, then nobody's probably responsible. 
okay that is not specific enough so in our discussion today they will come up and we will see what that means so in that um, discussion um in that record of, of this the, in that account of jesus talking with his disciples he asked them a question and, and the question was well, who do people say i am when he asked them this question the answer the respondents were they the bible records it as they they answered and said that oh some people think you are jeremiah you some say you are elijah some say you are moses some say you know so it was nobody could say who said that probably all of the disciples or maybe six of them or maybe 12 of them or maybe 11 of them no one could really tell because that's what we said they okay so and then this is like uh you know when they say barbarians talk in thousands it's like a noise and what those people were saying was it true was that really who god who jesus is was jesus moses at that time was he elijah was it any of these um answers that they gave so i'm asking you is your conviction of jesus of god based on what people say them say them say like we say it in nigeria do you rely on them say them say or is your conviction over any issue them say them say they said they said that's not like gossip right things you are not sure of you want to back off things that you cannot verify i think it is noteworthy to mention here that before we go around saying things or passing information to someone else about someone we should verify and be sure that it is the right information we want to verify the authenticity of that person's identity oh somebody said someone said is that your conclusion or is that your conviction about someone maybe not even about jesus now but about friends about neighbors about colleagues you form your do you form your opinion of people from what others said no we need to desist from that that is not healthy because people could be wrong just as we found in today's story what they said is wrong because that is not who jesus is jesus is not elijah is not moses is not pharaoh it's none of these things that they said he was okay so in this age where we also have multiple teachers conflicting teachings untested hypotheses unproven theories about you know religion or about um um what the scripture is saying about about things different things it is also very important that we as individuals find the information for ourselves and particularly i'm going to limit my discussion of on this to the bible i'm a christian i'm a believer so i would like to talk in that area where i am most skilled i'm not skilled in other religions so I'll just limit it to what I know. So these days we have a lot of, uh, you know, 
teachers, we have a lot of preachers, we have a lot of even individuals that say different things, even including myself. The social media is a big space where we have so much freedom to say whatever we want to say. So, I'm even saying this about myself. I'm usually a disclaimer. You don't have to accept or take my word for it. And that's really my goal here and my vision for building the life podcast. You don't have to accept what I say or what any man says or what any woman says. You have to verify the truth for yourself over any issue, especially over your religion or spirituality issues. It is you and God. There is no veil in, 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 in the Bible or in Christianity. We are told we read. I read personally. Not, not that anybody told me. So I verified it even when I was told or when I was taught as a child. That the veil is broken. So everyone has that right to approach God in prayer. If you believe there is God and you pray in the name of Jesus, you have that free access. You don't have to go through any pastor or any prophet. Get your information for yourself. Get your conviction for yourself. Get whatever you need to get. Not necessarily visiting any prophet to pray for you or to see a vision for you. You go ahead and approach your God. I think most of the time the problem that people have is laziness. Laziness to pray, laziness to fast, laziness to tarry for them to get it. Okay? I think that is the problem. So people would rather give money to someone to pray or fast for them. To see a vision about their own life. How can you be so sure that what they tell you is God's mind? Who can you trust? Who is worthy of our trust? No man. Because we don't know the intents of their hearts. So, we have to be very, very careful of this. We have to be very, very, very careful. So, we don't have to put our trust or how we live our life on someone else's opinion. Okay? So, now, the next question Jesus asked his disciples was, Okay, now you guys have told me, what people say I am. How about you? Who do you say I am? Now the question is asking them, not what people say. Let us know if you have a different opinion. And you know what I saw? They reached the dead end. Bagam, like we say. They were mute. They could not say anything. No idea. Oh my gosh. You've been following me with the relationship I have with you. I probably feel Jesus was disappointed at that time. I thought you would renew me. And they were mute. No personal conviction. Okay? So, these disciples have probably just been following Jesus. Without even really knowing who he is. Or perhaps the noise of who he is in the society has actually you know, overshadowed that image in their own minds. They have probably carried, they were probably carried away with the opinion, with the noise in their environment, that they have not even sat down to think about it or to really discover who Jesus you know, is to them or was to them. 
we have it here now and that's what i would i just finished talking about there are just so many so many definitions of how to live your life of what you should do of who god is that people have not even discovered or found it out for themselves they are just like those disciples except one of them except one of them peter simon peter you know it's so interesting so so interesting that Peter was such a special guy amongst the disciples and then I was I was thinking while I was meditating on this topic I was thinking how come Peter was different how come Peter knew the answer amongst the twelve what was what really made this man different because yes we keep hearing a lot of things happened to Peter Peter was so outstanding amongst the disciples he was so so significant okay probably like a favorite you know disciple that he was close to Jesus yes the Bible said later on while Jesus was on the cross that the disciple whom Jesus loves and that wasn't Peter then but I know that Peter was also I believe he was also a favorite because he was really up and doing and he was you know one of those he was like that student that will always speak in class that's more like what Peter was doing in his time and in his um, discipleship with Jesus. So, Peter is a name. He was a name, he was a voice, he had a conviction, he had a personal revelation, and he was not afraid to speak even while others were quiet. He said what he thought Jesus was. He had an experience with Jesus. Or we called before this time the preceding uh the chapters before um this passage i look back to it and that was there was an account of when peter walked on the sea to meet jesus and you know while i was looking at that i, I looked at reading reading matthew from the beginning and then i i, I noticed that that was a significant moment for Peter in his experience with Jesus in his walk of followership or discipleship with Jesus that was a significant experience that probably brought him to what we are talking about today that probably gave him that revelation that he had of whom Jesus is Peter is a very curious guy he was a very curious guy yes if you look at everything about him you will see that he was like you know that inquisitive disciple he wanted to know everything and i think that is praiseworthy it is very commendable of peter you know why are you following someone that you don't know can two work together except they agree why are you following who are you following if you're following someone then you should know the person so who is mentoring you? Who is your mentor? Whom do you call your mentor? How much of your mentor do you know? How well do you know your mentor? Their personality, their values. Okay? Who are you following on social media? You follow them for their values? Do they add value to your life or you just follow them? How much of them do you know? How well are they impacting you? 
how much growth do you want to get from that so peter was not just following jesus like follow follow he had a goal he wanted to know the best the most available information that he could get and so he was always asking questions so yeah you can see even out of all the disciples that were there then Peter was the one that said, Jesus, I want to come and meet you. Ask me to come and meet you. He, that is you walking on the sea. How come? You know, have you not thought for once that how come other disciples never did what Peter did in that moment? Even if they didn't think about it before Peter said it, but even at the point when Peter said it, how come they never also said, Oh, let me come too? And then the third one said, Oh, let me come too. You know, everybody just starts having a party on the sea. See, this is it. This is a food for thoughts. This is a food for thoughts. And um, when great things are happening, even if they were scared, even if you are scared, but when you see eventually that people are succeeding in creativity or in innovation, then I think you should have enough courage to try it out too. To try it out. It's always hard to take a new step or to lead an innovation probably because you have not even seen somebody that has done it before sometimes there are so many people that god has given the thoughts to do something to start something new to start a new topic you know but they are scared of oh who, who has done that there are people that god has probably given inspiration or their mind tells them to to break in love but they are scared of what will happen to them. Okay? However, there's really no looking under the sun. It's just probably that you have not had a close access to those that have done something before. There are rules, religious rules, cultural norms that are probably not healthy to your life and you're not getting true joy you're not living the life that you wish you would live just because you are cornered up by laws by cultures you know and you're so scared to break out of this bubble that you found yourself just because of oh what will be done to me what will people say who will people say what's the risk Peter here risked his life. He risked his life. Nobody has walked on the sea before. He saw someone doing it. And he, wa- he wanted to verify. Okay, this person is doing it, then I can try. He risked his life. He didn't look at the waves on the sea. He just, you know, he, oh my God. That was a great spirit. And he tried it. And that was an experience. No other, no other disciple, no man yet on earth except Jesus. I was on it at that time. He is not just a man. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. So no man, no canal man, did what or experienced walking on the sea like Peter did with Jesus. And you know, in Genesis, in the beginning when God created heaven and earth, I said there was darkness upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. Wherever the water is on the sea, then there is always the Spirit of God. At that moment, 
after I experienced the Spirit of God. He experienced it. Maybe he didn't even know it himself. But walking on the sea, walking to Jesus on the sea, on that sea there was the Spirit of God. In spirit and in physical, Jesus being there, the Spirit of God was there. And from the foundations of the earth, the Spirit of God has been moving upon the faith, upon the waters. Linking that moment to what we are talking about today. I believe Peter had an encounter with the Holy Ghost at that moment. Perhaps he knew it, perhaps he didn't know it, I don't know. But there was something, there was another spirit that entered into him. The spirit of God, the true spirit, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge that made him answer to Jesus' question into this lesson or into this topic or in this story we're looking at. So there was a spirit of understanding, of, of knowledge, of revelation. The Holy Spirit that, you know, marked that moment for Peter. Because he did what none other did. So he received what none other received. He received the information, that information that was privy to the Trinity alone. Peter was the first to have it. He said, you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Oh my gosh, Jesus was like, I'm sure at that moment he was like, oh God, this is amazing. From Jesus' response, he said, Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You didn't get this information from the scroll, or from the temple, or from the synagogues, or from the leaders of the church. Or, 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 of the synagogue, you didn't get it from the Pharisees, you didn't get it from the scribes, you didn't get it from all the lawyers or all the teachers. This is a divine revelation. This is a divine revelation. Okay, that's a secret. That's a secret. It was a secret that was revealed to Peter by the Holy Ghost. What price are you willing to pay to know so much? Are you willing to pay for knowledge? Maybe in your career. How far are you willing to go? How high are you willing to jump? Jumping jump in your career, in your business, to be excellent, to be exceptional, to be outstanding. Okay? So to be a professional, this is a competitive world. Yeah. What the other disciples said. Yeah, they said they. Nobody could even, you know, nobody can even, could even pinpoint who said it. But they, apparently, or maybe, probably all of them, said it. That, oh, Elias and all this. But what they all said was, was a lie. The real answer was said by one person, by Peter. And which made Peter to be outstanding amongst the rest at that time. So what price are you willing to pay to be outstanding in whatever you do, in wherever you found yourself, in whatever you sell? What price are you willing to pay? What risk are you willing to take to succeed in life, to be seen as an excellent person? Think about this. 
Peter took a risk with his life. And you know what? He didn't take that risk in vain. He didn't. Are you a risk taker like Peter? Are you a bold stepper? Do you take bold steps? Do you take risk? Are you still afraid to dare your fear? To challenge the status quo? To be different? Are you still afraid to be different? You just want to fit in. You are not created to fit in. You are created uniquely to do something different. So the earlier you get started, the better. Who? Who said that thing? Who revealed it to Peter? Heavenly Father. God the Father. Revealed to Peter. What was revealed to Peter? That Christ is the son of the living God. Okay? So not what people were saying. That's where our topic for today came. That's where it came from. Who said what? God the Father said or revealed to Peter that Jesus is Christ and the Son of the Living God. Okay? Yes. What others said was also recorded. Even though we don't know who said it. He just said they, no name. But for Peter's own, we know who said it. We know who revealed it. Peter said it. God revealed it to him that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God. That was Peter's revelation. So who tells you what? Who tells you what about yourself? Have you discovered your purpose? Do you have a reliable and authentic information about what you are serving or who you are serving? Or what you worship? You call yourself a believer, right? Have you had an encounter with who you believe in or what you believe in? Or is it just what was passed to you by someone else? It's supposedly authority. Yes. I'm not saying they are wrong, but even the Bible says, prove it so that you can hold fast that which is true. Prove everything. Prove everyone. Prove every word that you hear. Prove it. Don't just take it. Don't just take it because there are liars. Yes, there are liars, there are false preachers, there are false teachings. Okay? In everything, in every area. Yeah, lies are here, are, are, are there. Maybe for their own selfish interests, maybe for their pockets, maybe for fame. So, you want to check it out. So, who tells you what? Or you just pick any information. Even Google, you can't trust it. Because people say things and it's posted on Google. So you cannot say you are getting an accurate information from there. How do you treat a particular illness? You will get true and you will still get false. So, but you need to verify which one is real. Okay? So I use them too. I'm not saying Google is wrong. It comes in very handy. But you need to verify the source. The source of that information. How are you? How are we dealing with COVID? So, is the information coming from World Health Organization or is coming from someone that calls himself a doctor somewhere that you don't even know who they are? So, you need to verify that. So, how are you need to verify the source of the information? Is it authentic? So, for this story that we are doing today, Peter's source of information is very authentic. The other guy's source of information, mm-mm. 
remember not authentic at all okay so i'm only showing you a challenge to become excellent to have an encounter and a revelation that's the challenge i'm showing to you today okay and this challenge if you do what peter did it will usher you into your purpose that's 18 of what we are learning of our text today matthew 16 verse 18 verse 18 records peter's purpose jesus revealed after jesus gave that answer the next thing that jesus did was to reveal peter's own purpose to him okay so at that point jesus said oh peter the heavenly father has revealed this to you and on you i will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it okay and you know he revealed peter's purpose to him because of that spirit of excellence that was in peter because of that encounter that he had it would give that answer at that point in time so jesus said well, jesus thought knew that this could be trusted while i'm gone to build my church to raise my church and even when he is gone because this is it's a good foundation to build on the church will still be standing strong and that is what is still happening today Peter's purpose was revealed to him after he got a true revelation of the word. The word is Jesus Christ, the word of God. Do you know Jesus personally? Do you know God personally? Peter got his own purpose, the knowledge of why he was created, or why he was, what he's going to be doing on this earth. He got it after he knew Jesus, after he knew Jesus' identity, after he had an encounter with God. You want to know your purpose. I've been talking maybe several times about discovering your purpose. But some people probably are asking the question, how do I even know my purpose? How do I know my purpose? It's not, it's not so difficult to know. You've got to know Jesus first. You've got to have an encounter like Peter had. You need to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, with God, with the Trinity, to know your purpose. Stop. Don't don't like don't believe anybody. Don't believe anybody. Yeah. Even if what they say is true, even if maybe your purpose sometimes could be revealed to your parents if they are so spiritual. But it's not bad you also discovering it yourself. Okay? It's not bad. You need to know it. You need to be convinced about it so that you will walk in it. Because even if somebody tells you and you don't get it yourself, you will not walk in that purpose. Or if you have a an encounter yourself then it leads to a conviction and you will start working in that purpose because you will know that any other thing you are doing is not what you are created for and then you will just probably that will, that will usher you into a life of certainty where you are not just trying your hands on different things jack of all trade master of none or things that are not edifying you or not even giving you fulfillment in life okay so let god be true but all men a liar all men a liar so let god be true in your life 
let the words you hear from God himself let it be your truth and let all men be liars that is what the scripture says so you don't want to rely on people you don't want to take people you don't want to take what they say you don't want to take their opinion you don't want to take just their word for it especially when it concerns your life your destiny why you are here and what is going to happen to you oh i remember what about people that are that are told that something bad is going to happen to them that's another one somebody meets you people meet you and they tell you that something bad is going to happen to you you're going to die in so 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 days and you take their word for it come off it the more reason you need to be close you need to get your own encounter your own revelation okay stop wasting your time and wasting your life on things that are not true okay maybe you maybe you've done something and then they feel that is the judgment but something else can happen if you go the throne of grace is open we can boldly all approach it and find mercy in time of need yeah that's the word of god in the scriptures come to god yourself and find grace for whatever you need that is how to live the life you are created for i'll keep saying it every time i have an opportunity to talk discovering your purpose is the best thing that can happen to anyone here until i discovered mine since I discovered it, my life has never remained the same. And so when other, you know, ideas and thoughts are coming and a lot of things are flying on social media or, you know, of what people are doing or, 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 or of what is trending or what business is trending, I look at it, does this fit into my purpose? Does this fit into my revelation of who or what I'm supposed to be doing here? So it helps me to stay focused because I know why I'm here. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know what I've been called into. So once, so whatever, no matter what may be flying around, once it does not align with my knowledge of my purpose, then I just know that no, 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 this could be a distraction. So. In conclusion of today's topic, who said what? Who said what? Who is speaking to you? Whose report are you believing? What are you living on? What is guiding you? What is informing your purpose or your actions? How well as a believer do you know whom you believe in? You don't want to trust all the information that is flying around, okay? You want to get it right yourself. And I don't think our world is different from what happened even when Jesus was on, on earth here. It's not different because then too, the Pharisees and the scribes, they also had their own motives. So this is not the first time we are going to have preachers that want that their own um, dignity, they want to keep having power, their fame, their 
power and control they have over people is more important to them than the truth. It was there back in the days. So we are not just seeing it here. Even this is not the first time we are going to see people that will see the truth and they will be denying it as the truth. So you just need to know it for yourself. You need to have an encounter. So I challenge you. Jump into an encounter, divine encounter today. In this month, spend time to have an encounter because that will mark the moment of your turnaround. To mark a special moment for you in history. I'm going to draw the curtains on that and leave you with that. And I pray that this would really make a difference in your life thank you very much for listening i appreciate it whenever you listen and if this word meant so much to you please share it with someone and also leave me a comment send me a message on my social media handles or even on the through the podcast anchor.fm basically there is a button you can press to leave me a message I'm looking forward to hearing from you. God bless you. Have a fruitful month in Jesus' name. Stay blessed. Bye.